When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 926 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. There is no area code for 926. Still available. Now taking applications. You want to claim it? I don't know what it means. I'm joined today by James Dean Raider and Ben Funky Askren, who it must be above 42 in Wisconsin because he's wearing a tank top. It snowed about two weeks ago. You know what's funny? It was actually really hot yesterday, um, and I had my tank top on. And then it got cold as the night, like, as it went towards night, it got cold, and then it was rainy and terrible today. And I just took my clothes off from yesterday, and I just put them back on. You just put them back on. That is wild. So it's probably not tank top weather, but You're, it was what was next to my bed. Well, there it is. Can't can't yeah. fight that logic. Okay, we knew we were going to get news dumped. Shane Griffith announced he would news, news dump us. It was basically in his tweet that, uh, or in the NJ.com article. But now we know he is going to Michigan along with a host of other transfers. And Sean Bormet went out and got himself a trophy team in the first couple weeks of the offseason. season. <laughs> uh. hey, Pretty savvy. I like, you, I like how you phrased that. Yes, thank you. Um, and so they've got basically Northwestern plus Shane Griffith plus what they had left behind at Michigan, and they went from a fringe top twenty team. Now uh, they're they're going to certainly push for a trophy. Yeah. But go no further than that, because uh, they're, they're not. Yeah, in- I think. What are you indulging these rumors, Christian? That Shiraki and Brooks might Olympic red shirt. Uh, those won't be indulged by me. They're not indulged at all. I won't indulge. I won't ingest. I don't think that's um, okay. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, I heard that rumor a few places, and I, um, I well, so a year ago, I, I was like, "This has got to be considered, right?" And they're like, "No, no, they're they're not." And I was like, "They maybe should, but I don't think they're they're going to." I think they well, if if these guys actually want to make an Olympic team, um, I don't want to say harder. Well, I don't want to say they're 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 not young because they're probably what twenty two, twenty three now. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at like scope of how many Olympic teams could they make, because you only get a shot every four years. Next year, I mean, twenty twenty eight would probably be their best chance, like their very best chance. But by twenty thirty two, like they're kind of over the hump a little bit. I mean, they may still stick around. So this would probably be their second best opportunity to make an Olympic team. If that's something you really want to do, you got to be considering it. I, I think they should. I just think the proximity of trials to NCAAs is so close. But it's makes it a more of a reason to look at redshirt, not participate uh, in the NCAA season. 100%. But um, that was that – was okay, I, I know that's not what Carter wants to do. Okay, what if what if uh, Aaron Brooks gives David Taylor a really competitive match? I expect that. You expect that? I expect that. Okay, so what if it's really close? And he's saying, I am I am not only this close to making the team, I'm this close to being the best in the world because David yes. Taylor's the best in the world. Yes. I mean, like, that, and you, you don't think at that point he's thinking, like, well, maybe I should sit the next year out and, uh, you know, put full force into making the Olympic team. I think any anyone that's on the cusp should consider it in, in, for any okay. team, right? I think. Yeah. Or, Yeah. Uh, so I think absolutely that he should consider. I think we're going to, even if he's sort of far off, you, you can make a lot of gains in a year. Now, he can make a lot of gains. He could do a thing where, 
this next year, like maybe he only does freestyle practices and he just goes, does a limited schedule, maybe like a Kyle Snyder thing. And, sure. But Kyle, that's Kyle Snyder, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was mm-hmm. able to do that, but not not everyone else could. So I don't know. Uh, we've seen it done where you can do the NCAA season and make the team. It's happened before. Could happen again. But I think for those guys, like like with Gable, it was like kind of pretty obvious he was going to make the team, right, in, in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think for someone that's going to be so – hard for Aaron and so hard for Carter and I'm trying to think who else would be in the mix that has yeah. college eligibility. Um it was kind of weird because there was a lot of people in in 2020 that were taking the Olympic red shirt and you're kind of like looking through the rosters now and thinking like who would actually take them because I want to say there was I want to say close to 10 in 2020 and I feel like this year is going to be significantly less. Um sorry to go back back to um Aaron Brooks, though, it's like if you're that close, I feel like you have to. Because, you know, one of the things I was thinking, even with Keegan when I was coaching him at the Open, like with it being that close to folks, there was just a few places like his his leg attack finish to lace transitions were absolutely slow because that's not something you do during folk style season. Mm-hmm. And so I could tell like he just wasn't wasn't clicking on him fast enough. And, you know, for Aaron Brooks, if he's that close, maybe that's the difference between making the team and not making the team. Right, yeah. one single, and he obviously had that nice like nice transition on uh, Zahid, but you know it could be the difference. So yeah, I think it's something that he should probably consider. Yeah, if he's close, if he's close, I think. Yeah, you know, at worst, if you're the number two guy, even if you're far off, you know, I don't think he, it. I would be really surprised if he got tech twice. Maybe we should just talk about this matchup, like our expectations for Aaron Brooks and David Taylor. Um, you know what we think that match can be. I think. I think it'll be competitive for sure. I think I don't know if familiarity will play a role in that, or if if yeah. Aaron, I just think stylistically has a matchup that can hand fight with David better than Zahid could. Right? Zahid was not yeah. able to endure that hand fight. I think now will Aaron have Zahid an advantage? He kept it close for a while. That first match, yes, but then um, wasn't yeah. able to to sustain it. So yeah, yeah. I think I think he's got some some interesting moments, but. I think I think David is still just the class of uh, in the world at 86 and that's why he's tough to pick against. Yeah, um I mean that so I obviously I'm not I'm picking David Taylor, but watching what Aaron Brooks has done, I I feel like he's going to make it relatively competitive and when when you're that age, um you're just getting so much better year after year and so it's like um, I never had to make the decision because when I was in 2004, I wrestled in the Olympic trials, but I, I wasn't good enough to make the team. I wasn't really very, I wasn't really very close either. You know, it was like I was kind of a, a, a distance away, so I never had to make the team. But I have to think if it was like in 2008, if I know, okay, this is the year I can make the team, and it's one of my best opportunities. I don't know. I loved NCAA wrestling, but I probably would have considered saying, hey, I'm going to take the year off and and try to make this team, and then you know, go wrestle the next season. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Who do you think has a better shot of knocking off the the incumbent, Nolf or Brooks? I would just say Nolf because he's already been so close. Yeah, those those matches last year were really really competitive. You know, and last year we were thinking because um, Nolf and Dakin had prior matches which weren't all that close. They weren't super competitive, and then last year's matches were like, wow, this is this is really close. So I would say that. Um, you know, obviously the factor on the other matches, we haven't seen it, so we don't actually know. Whereas we know Dake has now beaten Nolf a bunch of times in a row, but the last times were really close. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do, do we want to talk any further about the uh, Michigan thing, or do we just want to go into freestyle and Pan Ams and stuff like that? Um, man, the Michigan thing is wild because, yeah, they have a good team. I actually did not know this. I looked at the doc this morning. I didn't. Chance Lamer left for Cal Poly. What was that announced? He went in the portal Thursday, Thursday or... and then announced he was committing this weekend. Oh, so he news dumped us? Yes. Yes. It was a That's kind of a funny one. Did he just want to be by his brothers or what? I think so. I think he I think it was just like he liked his time at Michigan, but like wanted to be back there and clo- closer to family, etc. Cuz how many brothers does he have on? Is it two other lamers are on that team? Sure. Yeah, well, at least minimum two. <laughs> there's Brawley, there's 
Legend. Legend's on the team, the right? The Legend of Lamer. Okay. T-Bone. He got the best deal. I think there's a T-Bone. Legend of Lamer is a great name. Yeah. All right. I'm going to look it up so I, so I know how many Lamers are on one team. Now, Let's see. We got only, yeah, we were right. Brawley and Legend. Did Diesel graduate? Diesel Lamer? That's not a name. There's, no, there's a Diesel. I'm pretty sure there's a Diesel Lamer. There's not a Diesel Lamer. Yeah. Yeah, check his track profile. Pretty sure. Stop, you're being fine. This is this is a, this is a prank. I'm not gonna fall for. You know, oh my gosh, you guys know what prank? You know, what I did fall for this weekend because it's um part of my autism where I don't catch on to humor quick enough. But also, mm. I was really busy at freestyle. It actually sucks because there's so many kids. There's like there's kids who I don't get to coach one of their matches because we're so busy, you know. And we have a lot of coaches, so I think they all get coached. But it yeah. sucks because you miss them. But there are so many people this weekend that came up to me and said. Who told you that? Ah. And half the time, half the time, I'm like, I was just locked in. I'm like, who told me what? Oh my gosh! And then they're like, from the show band. I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny that you still <laughs> won't answer the question. I I had no answer. I don't know who told me you don't put your legs straight on a leg brace. I can't I can't tell you that answer. I don't know. It's like. Who Christian, who taught you two plus two is four? There's no way you're gonna tell me that answer. Uh, it was Miss Gum. First grade. Scum? Miss Gum. What? Mrs. <laughs> G-U-M. Gum. Later oh, married. Gum. Later married and became Beck. Bro, you know what two plus two before first grade? Ozzy tells me. me like twelve plus twelve. I know you knew two plus two before first grade. Maybe it was Mrs. Gibbs. Maybe it was Maria See, from you Sesame Street. See, you don't know. See? You don't know. It might have been Maria from Sesame Street. Might have been your mom. Might have been your dad. Might, might have been, been my mom. older brother. I don't know. If it was my older brother, that would be the shock. Because I'm the <laughs> oldest brother. Okay. <laughs> so we've eliminated something. one person. My fictitious older brother. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah. But that just shows you, ben, for, for Ben Askren, leg lace defense is foundational as basic mathematics. Don't put your legs straight. I don't actually had one kid. I was so frustrated. I'm not gonna throw. I can tell you so many coaching stories, uh, but I'll, I'll spare you with just one. And he lost on a controversial call, um, and then I was like, "Dude, like, yeah, okay, but it's fine. The call was controversial. Maybe you should have got more points. Whatever." But right before that, this is a high school kid, albeit. Right before that, he got trying to leg lace him, and he laid flat and put his leg straight. And I said, "Who told you that?" No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I should have, but I'm like, well, if you were just tried to defend the leg lace, you wouldn't have had to get more points at the end because you're already winning by a bunch. And he's like, I don't know leg lace defense. Oh I'm boy, thinking, what? What are you been doing practice? Because I'm certain we did it at some point, but he didn't know who told him that. He didn't know. I mean, even I know that. I don't know nothing. Yeah, well, maybe. So I, I don't know. I think it's on you, Ben. It could definitely. There's a definite possibility because then I started thinking like. And his argument was he hasn't done a lot of freestyle matches, although he's been with us for like six years. And I just got to think at some point, at some practice you were in, this had to come up. It had to come at least once because I know like we do leg legs offense and we're saying like, well, if they bend their knees and they put their butt back, here's how we try to get our leg legs because it's going to be more difficult. I know we do that a lot. Yeah. So I think then you would surmise if that makes it more difficult for me offensively, then that's probably what I should do defensively. A lot of assumptions being made here, Ben. I know. So maybe it, it could. There's a definite possibility it is on me. Yeah. All right. Well, at least you're open to it. Very, very yeah. accountable of you. Uh-oh. So Carter Storacci wants Shane Griffith. He wants this you match. Had a, you know, this guy hasn't visited in a while. Ozzy what do you want to say that? <laughs> what do you want to say to Christian? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a beast. Just watch this, Ozzy. What is, what's 10 plus 10? 20. What's 20 plus 20? 40. What's, uh, let's see. Christian, what's another hard one? 31 plus 5. Oh, that's really hard. What's 31 plus 5? 36. Boom. Smartest right. man alive. Yeah, five. See you, dude. Have a good day at school. I wasn't lying. And you, you didn't know 2 plus 2 until four, first grade. Fourth He's grade. Not even in Four- kindergarten. It was fourth grade. Uh, hey, he actually does this thing, maybe slightly autistic, where he'll just. Uh, it was a oh wild. Stop diagnosing just, your children. It's it's bad enough you're diagnosing yourself. Don't 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 start 
running around just dropping A-bombs, <laughs> telling telling his teachers. Just, just leave that to he the He would just say, when we were driving in the car, he'd be like, what's 8 plus 7? What's 9 plus 4? And he would just ask these questions just like for 10 minutes straight. Yeah. Caleb used to do yeah. some really weird weird stuff when he was around that age, too. So I wouldn't yeah, worry about strange. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next. All right, freestyle. They, they, I watched the Pan Am matches. I didn't watch a lot of them, but the ones I watched were a lot of fun. Yes, there were some, uh, some quite a few surprises. Uh, one, well, there was on the on the women's freestyles side, Helen Marulis upset by Cuba. That was a shock. Uh, yes. Just taken down late. Dom Parrish lost to Venezuela. Uh, Kayla lost. So three of our medalists go down at Pan Ams. That was surprising. Um, I, I'm not all super alarmed, but a little, little concerned that they lose it, that feeling. It seems though. I remember last year. It, I did. I you know looked through the women's results. And it seems as though because obviously for men's freestyle, the Pan Ams is not all that competitive a region. Cuba used to have a really good team, and now it's like there might be some good guys here and there, but there's not a lot of good guys. And for women's wrestling, because our women's team generally does really well, but it seemed like last year there was a lot of competitive matches at Pan Am. So I think it, it feels as though some of these other countries have more competitive women's programs than they do men's. Cuba has started to really invest, and in, they're starting to see some of the fruits, so they're improving. Uh, <laughs> so Ozzy, you want to do more math? All right. All right. All right, cool, dude. See ya. He told me thirty-one plus thirty-one is sixty-two. He's right. He's telling me he's right. Sorry. What a, a ma- uh, he's a math magician. Yeah. So yeah, I do yeah, think so they're, I, they're getting better. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, listen, are they are they going to medal at worlds like like our our ladies do? I don't know that, but the the Venezuelan was a was a beast. She was extremely powerful, and I think that gave yes. Dom some problems. I think that was the part of the issue with Cuba although I just think it was one of those with Helen we've, we've seen it in the past like sometimes uh, on the non-worlds tournaments she's do, she can just look off and not quite quite herself I mean yeah. the tournament right before the Olympics even or maybe it was right before the Olympics it could have been before trials but I'm pretty sure it was between trials and the Olympics she she lost to Ada Karoye and it just didn't look great and then back at the Olympics she looked fantastic yeah. I remember um, they did not have a good Pan Ams last year. Yeah, Ben was sort of alluding to that. And then obviously had a good world, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's probably something similar. Hopefully it happens this year because we got seven medals at Worlds last year. That's a lot. Right? Isn't that, am I right on that no one? More, no more Tamira. Tamira is officially a WWE star. Have we talked about this yet? Yeah, we talked I, about I told you guys yesterday. that. I broke that news to you guys months ago. You well, didn't believe me. Thought I was lying. Yes, we did. What are you talking about? We've known him no, for a long you time. Said, as... You said you're, uh, she was at practice or she was at a tournament. What was it? You told me, uh, are you sure about that rumor? I don't know if you're right. Uh, I don't I don't recall this. Okay. I recall it. <laughs> you have a terrible memory, though, <laughs> as we have we learned. You don't even yeah. know who ta- taught you how to defend a leg lace. <laughs> <laughs> Foundational <laughs> lesson in life. Okay. So yes, she is uh, a, another fantastic wrestler. Has uh, joined the Screen Actors Guild. They're all. Hey, she wanted to be a WWE superstar. She gets to be a WWE superstar. I'm the, happy she's living out her dream. You can be whatever you want to be in this world. But Christian, I Christian think we just did hate something you. Here. I don't hate. I anyone. think we made a trade. I think we traded Tamira for Gable, and I'm okay with that trade. Okay, at least we got someone. We got uh, Gable back. Yeah. That's that's good. That's good. Yeah. Because if they sent us Chaz Beds back, I think his time has passed. That wouldn't have been fair. Wait, wait Chaz Beds is wrestling again? No, I said if they had. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't, be, yeah. That wouldn't have been a fair <laughs> wait, trade. Wait, wait. Did I miss that? Yeah. No, he's not back. <laughs> Although know. if Rulon's making a comeback, who's to say Chaz Betts can't? Mm-hmm. Definitely okay. could. Actually, Jake Clark is, uh, he wrestles once in a while. He kind of does kind of well when he wrestles, and he's got to be in his 40s. He's definitely older than me by three, four years, something like that. Yeah. All right. So on the men's freestyle side, nine golds. Um, Mark Hall was our lone 
non-champion. He lost to Torre Blanca, mm-hmm. who Ben will always bring up. He pinned in 2010, so I'll beat you to the punch. These Cubans are they're ageless, except for Salas finally retired. He said they said on the mat. They said there's no more weights for you to go up, Salas. You're, you're, this is the one. 125 is as big as we get, and he's like, I wanted to do one more weight. I can't. I'm not going down under. So he's rather plump he, at 125. He was sturdy, we'll say. He retired. Yeah. He's living the life. Absolute so, legend. I forgot he placed at the Olympics in 2021. Oh yeah. He was good for a minute. Oh no, no. I know he was oh, really good. 2021. But 2021. 2021. Oh. Did you realize I actually that? I forgot then? that. He did? See? Yes. Well, do you remember that one match it wasn't too long ago? I want to say maybe 2019. He got big on uh Kyle Snyder. Yeah. Oh, it um beat it the streets. Beat I the think. streets, right? Yes. Or was that a little longer ago than that I was? That was 2018 or 18. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. not that far ago. No. No, but that that was kind of like one of the that was when we were getting towards the end. It felt like after after He's that. Been around forever cuz I remember in 2008 World Cup, he kept staring me down and I kept thinking, "I'm not even your weight class. Why are you staring at me?" It's Andy Rovat for God's sakes. <laughs> Stare at him. He might not have known. He might not have known. Uh, um, yeah, I forgot about yeah. the stare down, but yeah, he retired and, um, uh, but anyways, moving on from the, so what do you guys get? We need some Cuban Intel. It feels as though, uh, their program's running out of steam. Uh, they don't have funding. Do they not care about wrestling anymore? They're just not putting out nearly as many good guys. Cause I don't know if you guys remember maybe a, a decade ish ago, Maybe maybe even more recently. I mean, they were really good, yes. kind of at every single weight. It's all the top still the same dudes. <laughs> it's the last three of them hanging on. Yeah, but there was like a uh, a hand. I mean, there was like not only for like one time period, but it was like you know probably since uh, two thousand or maybe a little before then. So I started paying attention until you know more recently they've gotten weaker. But you know there was a ton of guys who were you know. Winning world championships are coming very close to winning world championships. If I had to guess, I would say it's just a funding and resources issue, but I have mm-hmm. no intel. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, some intel in Cubans. It's, it is a bummer. They definitely don't seem like they probably have the same funding, um, unfortunately. Their style is really fun. Yes. Agreed. So Kyle Day, um, he actually had um, on paper a reasonably tough bracket with Franklin Marin and Franklin Gomez, but he destroyed them all, ten owing. I mean, this is Franklin Gomez. I don't know if he's not in any line anymore, but it was definitely like a, a down performance for him. He just doesn't. I feel look like, like they just posted about him, so I definitely think he is. Oh man, he's still there. Okay, he didn't look. He didn't look as well, good. Well, he's as getting older too, Christian. I mean, he's got to be. You pinned him two in two years younger than me, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, He's, I feel like some of these dudes are ageless. I'm telling you stories about all these dudes. I hosted Franklin Gomez on his recruiting trip to University of Missouri when I was dating one of my first girlfriends. So that had to be like 2004? First five? girlfriend. I don't know. Well, first real serious one. Um, bro, uh, go. he's got to be so old. He's got to be like 35. He, I mean, he meddled in 2011. Yeah. That He's was, old. That was a while ago. But yeah, so maybe, but maybe just Dake just made him look that way. But well, Dake's look... getting younger. He's got That's a trick. That's a good point. Dake's 14 <laughs> years old. <laughs> but he looked really good. So. Jordan Burroughs looked good. Uh, Thomas Gilman destroyed Darian Cruz for the 75th time since losing to him at the NCAA semis. And he looked really good as well. There's uh, one guy you haven't brought up that I'm kind of surprised about. Joey Silva. Silver medalist. I mean, yeah, he, he looked good. I mean, he teched Vito. That was that was really impressive. <laughs> uh, so the one, one guy who did have competitive matches was Yanni. Yanni's matches were a lot of fun. Um, the one thing I wanted to bring up was in the in the semi against Destrobath. Destrobath's a scrappy. Why in the hell did they challenge that push out? There's like 10, mean, 10 or 11 seconds left or whatever. And Yanni double legs him, puts him out of bounds. And 
it was obvious that that uh, Deshabeth went out first. I don't know why they challenged that. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it was a good challenge because it, what Ben's implying here is then he goes down two for an obvious challenge, whereas one would have put him back in the lead via criteria, which a one yeah, with like push out ten seconds. Yeah, one with like ten seconds to go is a lot more attainable than you know getting a takedown on Yanni. It was a very yeah. very competitive match. I I actually thought it was well officiated. John Kozak maybe gonna. I I agree. Um, I don't know. But why isn't John Kozak? What does he think was wrong? I don't know. He's the, the, well. I talked about it with him before I watched the match. It sounded like some of the step outs he didn't like, but I thought I thought they really that him one that right. one I actually sent to Mitchell. Um, the one that Deshabet hit him with. He goes cross wrist grab and hits a go. Yanni was trying yes. to kind of ground himself on the edge, and he goes cross wrist grab and hits a go behind. I'm like, damn, that was that was smart. He was thinking on that one. So nice. Yeah, I watched that one yeah. twice. I thought that was you don't, and that's not something you see often at all with like short yeah. offense. He's Boom, pull. He is a beast, man. He's a really good athlete. He's got good skills. Yes. He's big and strong for the weight. It was yeah. It was just a great match all around. Um, yeah. Kozak, and the I'm other sure one... is in the chat. Please uh, make make your perspective known. Yeah, and the other one that I I, I actually really liked the call. There was one where um, uh, Destrez was on a high crotch crackdown and shelves the leg, and I thought he clearly exposes Yanni this way, and mm-hmm. then Yanni chest wraps him, and they went two and two. And I actually think in freestyle sometimes, or lots of they don't go two and two enough. And there's kind of a lot of situations where, like, say I hit a I hit a single leg and I cut you back, and you fall to your back, and then you roll me through. Mm-hmm. That should go two and two, because I made you fall to your back with a cutback. At which point, then you rolled me through and exposed my back. It should go two and two, right? But a lot of times they just go two the roll through guy. Yeah. But it's like, well, no, no, the roll-through guy got dropped to his back by a cutback. He got exposed. It should be two points. It wasn't like he initiated that movement. So there's a lot of these things where I think two and two would be a more proper um, call as to what happened, right? Both guys caused exposure of the other guy, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't always get called. So yeah. I really like that it was called in that one. I liked it as well. I thought I thought that was right. And there was one closer call. Where if you watch it fast, you might think it shouldn't have been one for Destro Bats, but it was like a shot from Yanni, and he brings him towards the edge, and then Destro Bats just kind of horses, almost pulls him up with a wizard, kind of pulls him up to his feet briefly, and gets the one. I'm not sure if I'm describing what Destro Bats did perfectly accurately, but I thought I could see at a glance calling that grounded, but he kind of picks Yanni up. Yeah, I think it's Chungwa, and I agree with it. I mean, obviously, I would totally ban grounded. So um, I'm I'm always yeah. leaning to the edge. But if it's even close, let's just call it out of bounds because grounded shouldn't be a rule. Yeah, um, um, it was kind of cool to see Yanni get get challenged like this. Um, yeah, in these weights because there was you know it's good it's good for him and because so yeah. many of these are just kind of walkthrough matches for 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 our men. He had to really yeah. dig deep. Um, I mean, he was down four zero to to start it. No, they took that second two away. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think, yeah, they gave I, two to initially and then took it away. I kind of thought they could have very well given that gut. What's weird is sometimes on the edge stuff, they'll call the out of bounds like right away. And sometimes if you're like trying something, they'll kind of let you continue, which I thought that one was out of bounds. But, um, but yeah, and then the final, um, it was 1 1 and he was losing. And he gets a takedown. And then I'm blanking on which Cuban, Valdez, Tobier, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on which Cuban it was. I kind of thought Valdez Tobiera might have exposed him there from bottom, right? He does like the grab the leg and he kind of like does that thing. I don't know. I, that was scary. Like uh, when, you know, they didn't Yanni call relaxed. and they went to review. Yeah, well, Yanni realized, I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to they're gonna give Valdez Tobiera the two-point exposure here. I'll, I'll give Yanni the folk style out there because he had his knee like real forward, like almost like you were on like a – like a spiral ride or something, just like kind of hanging uh-huh. out because they left him on top for a really long time. Yeah, and I think he was just like lost his lost his focus there, and he brought that knee forward, and that's just a trick. Probably not. You're not experiencing a lot. Yeah. It, honestly, the angle made it really tough. But if they had thrown up two there, he'd be like, "Crap, I don't know if, how you." If they had called two, I'm not sure how you overturn it. And if you yeah. don't, what call do you think? Two, do you think it was exposure or not? I don't think he did. Really, but it was. Really, but I thought it was really Ooh, uh, close. There was one that says uh, there, so he he like goes at it twice, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the second and one. the second time is when I feel like he got it. I wish we could bring it up. Can we bring it up and watch it? It is your film, right? Yes. It's our film. We had it developed recently. Shut up. <laughs> hey, you, got, you picked up on that joke. You, you're that pretty, one. you get my humor mostly. Well, because now I understand when you're trying to bully me. <laughs> Cyberbullying. Right, let's see then. if I can bring it up fast. Wilfredo oh. Lopez, not that one. Tobier is a beast too. He's been around a long time. He's been around. For, it feels like he's been around forever. He's still really Real. good. Obviously. Seriously, when are we gonna make uh, Cuba like a nice uh, democratic country with a you know a nice government, and then just it just becomes this great island that we can all go visit because it's not very far away from Florida. That would be really awesome. If we do that. That would point. be awesome. I want to go to Cuba. Really badly, even in spite of everything. I've been there once, and it was it was not super nice. Um, For tourism reasons, you can go for work, but you can't go just as a tourist. Correct. I'll go for work. Yeah. Well, they don't really host tournaments anymore, so I know it's a bummer. Communized it. Yeah, I thought it was close. Um, so this is it's right at the end, right? So Yanni's. Yeah, I'm trying to get there. It's right at the very end, but there's a challenge. Obviously, that takes a while. Let me see. Right there. Yep. Let this. Right here, you got it, Tyler. So oh, he's real forward. Whoopsie, no exposure there. Right there, maybe. That that's the one that says. So can we go back and play that? Yeah, one more time. And then Yanni clicked time. the little. Not that no, one. Maybe that one. I feel like he's kind of on his elbow. Yeah, but elbow is points. If you're past ninety, he's not on his elbow. If you're past ninety. If you're past no. ninety. Get out the protractor. Yeah, get out just, the project. That's it's really the about. angle as well here that doesn't really. No, not here. Not that and one. pause. Oh, uh, we're not rewind about like a quarter of a second. <laughs> we don't have oh, a quarter oh, of a second oh, technology. Oh, Ooh, right there. the elbow breaks. Oh. The elbow breaks, and he comes to the shoulder. That's that's scary right there. That's scary. Yeah, that also was you I can't see it at first because Tobias' body is blocking the view. Like right yeah. here, we have no idea. I just don't think. I just think based on the position of the bodies, it's probably not. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, this is. Well, weird. What do you mean, right there? Right, that's right. clearly oh, past my. ninety, guys. Yeah, that, that is. Yeah, that you know it is. <laughs> it's two and two at best. <laughs> no, it, it can't be two and two because yeah. he doesn't hold them there. Because right, so <laughs> and it can't be one because it can't be one because he doesn't climb back on top because you got to get back on top for the one. Yeah. So. Bro. That is so close. This is what the fat man roll too. Kind of, not really. A fat man roll really to me is rolls, the, yeah, that's the above shell. the elbow. That's a like an elbow roll. Yeah, fat man roll with the knee. This is a very. You, it'd be tough for for a bigger man to do that. Yes. So yeah, well, we escaped narrowly with that gold medal, but a lesson learned. Yeah, I feel like for some reason, I don't know why, but I feel like with um, other guy, you know, a Dake or a Taylor, and I, I think I know in my head what the difference is. Even a Gilman, like, he's not in this many wild matches. Like, I feel like Yanni's in so many crazy freestyle matches where it's like, did he get two? Did he not get two? Was it the other person? You know, this is obviously the Zane match. And, you know, I think it's obvious because he's in so many scrambles, which makes it difficult. But, there's so many Yanni matches where it's just like so crazy and who scored this type of stuff. It's also partially, I think, because 65 kilograms is so deep. Like he runs into mm-hmm. a guy like Dester Bats at Pan Ams. Sure, yeah. But yes, his style definitely obviously lends itself towards more scrambles. Yeah. yeah it is wild how many good guys there are. It's just, it's, it's almost, I mean, it would make to the argument that, that we, I think we all make this is like, there should be more smaller weight classes. Like we need to take out ninety two or ninety seven, mm-hmm. throw it down in the, you know, go like fifty six, sixty, sixty four, sixty eight, seventy. Like more weight classes down low because there are way more really high level guys down there than the upper yeah. weights. I love it. That'd be fantastic. Hmm. Okay, where else on the men's freestyle side um, is a lot of just domination. Um, all yeah. we. Have we talked about Gomez losing? No, it wasn't. That, it was, not pretty. that was bad. He lost Austin, to Austin, not Franklin. Yes, yeah, sorry. A lot of Gomez's. But we did talk about Franklin losing. We yes. Did. They, not a good day for the Gomez's. 
Austin loses to Columbia, who I tried to look up information about him. I couldn't find, like, you know, UWW has, like, a, you know, a little database. profile database. database. It, in Weber Cuero, nothing came up, so I don't know. He, But he teched Gomez, and then Sebastian pinned or teched him afterwards. So yes. pretty surprising result, considering Gomez, I believe, teched Estrabats at a tournament in mexico so yeah pretty surprising result there and it was just he wasn't firing off any leg attacks either I, I don't i i don't think he shot one time um it was all upper body stuff and uh i mean the, the ending sequence was a headlock and it was kind of that's kind of ugly yeah i thought but one of the great things about austin is he's never out of a match but in freestyle you can be out of a match sort of fast and it felt like he was trying to make it all up at once instead of let let some flurries happen. You got to yeah. figure you get to minutes four, five, and six with this guy, you're going to have a a pinning exchange or something. And yeah, I think Gomez's leg attacks are really strong. So yeah, you know, it's a lesson. It happens. He's already For on sure. the world team, so he'll get a get another crack at it potentially. Yeah, I um, actually lie. I know you hate it. I love that we have guys from other countries. You know, uh, Valencia was there also for Mexico. I think we should fill any any nation that's close. Let's fill those whole teams up with uh, American wrestlers. I like it until they're a threat, and then I don't like it. <laughs> and then I really don't like it when too. our best coaches are coaching them to beat Americans. Then I really don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I, want, I do want America to win. That's fair. We should have a claw back. Like, if you get good enough, we get to pull you back. Wait, a what? A claw back. What's that mean? Like, uh, like this, Kale Sanders should probably get this too. Like, Michael Beard goes somewhere. He does better. Kale's like, nah, my guy. I get his points. Yep. Better than back. my guy now. Thank you. Yeah. They're America's points. Mm-hmm. Okay. Want to get to some other things. Obi Blanc. Named the North Dakota State head coach, I think a smart hire. Smart to make that quickly because you lose a staff at a school and then the floodgates can open, especially given the timing yes. around the hire. So Super smart. Very smart. Obi, there were, you know, so much uh, was getting attributed to both he and Coach Kish, their impact on, on that program. Many people speak so highly of him, Coach Blanc. Spent time at Oklahoma State where he wrestled. And he spent time NC State under Coach Pat Papalizio, which is you know a great place to learn. And now he's got his own spot, North Dakota State. So happy for him. Yes. Smart hire. Um, Bison. Bison. Did you see that stat? Which is it's uh, probably a huge compliment to John Smith. But there are uh, now ten, inclu- including John, but ten. Former Oklahoma State wrestlers who are now Division One head coaches. Yeah, yes, yeah, tremendous. I actually yeah. asked him about that at the uh, press conference in Tulsa, and he's like, "I always encourage them to to get into it." He's like, "I think it's a good life being a coach. You get around a lot of it's a good way to raise a family around a university and blah blah blah." And yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a that's a pretty strong testament to to Coach Smith. Hmm. Which bears yeah. the the eternal question: Who will who will get that job once Coach Smith retires? Whenever that will yeah. be, yeah. who knows? It there, it gets speculated every year, That'll and every year I think even Ben has fed me four or five of these. It's it's coming, John Smith. This year it's happening. Stop. It never Maybe happens. one time. Maybe, Maybe one time. Four Maybe or five. Time. My butt. You thought the Oklahoma uh, coaching job saga was fun. Just wait until oh my State. gosh, that'll be wild. <laughs> Job opens up, that will be yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Okay, Koi Hopke to Minnesota this morning. That's a big, big get for the Gophers. That was long suspected to be the the destination for Koi, but now it's official. Great get for Coach Egg. A much needed positive recruiting momentum after Nagao. And um, Spratly. Spratly, yeah, that's painful. Has Spratly officially uh, announced Oklahoma State? Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Um, they got McAnally also, who's uh, I mean, that'll probably be the top two weight classes. That's really solid. Mm-hmm. One, two punch them up top because he's really good. Minnesota pretty good at producing uh upper weights, big guys. Yes, indeed. They got a lot of big guys up here in the the upper Midwest. Oh, they sure do. Big Vikings. Yeah, you're right, Ben. They, yeah, they got a pretty good history of stealing good big Wisconsin guys. They still going Conrad. way back. Tim Hartung, mm. two time NCAA champ. Uh, Garrett Lowney, Cole Conrad. They've stolen a bunch of our our big guys. Cole's a beast. Well, there's corn yeah. fed, cheese fed Wisconsinites. Cheese fed, lots of dairy. <laughs> Rune Lawrence to the Fighting Brackies of West Virginia. There you go. Let's go. That's their. Uh, that's a huge, huge recruit for them. Biggest since I don't know. Maybe Titus. So, possibly bigger than Titus. I feel like Rune Lawrence is uh, one of these guys from Pennsylvania. I feel like there used to be a lot of them, and there's not really anymore. Who he doesn't really wrestle a lot of freestyle. He's just, just a folk style guy. And I feel like there used to be a, a Pennsylvania thing, but now I think more and more Pennsylvania guys are. Feeding at you know the UWW cadets and juniors and then Fargo, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Because right. I don't see him in the freestyle season. No. Yes. So good get yeah. for potential four timer though. PA four timer. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Okay. What other news? Here. We got all kinds of little little nuggets here. Um, so many nuggets. Oh, did you watch the fight, Ben Henry Cejudo Aljamain? Oh, uh, you know what. I have not watched it. I'm gonna watch it. I, I was freestyle state was a long day, and I was tired. And I had actually, you, you know, like I actually me. watched one championship the night before, and kind of probably stayed up a little too late. Uh, and I said, I'm just gonna go to bed tonight. Dang! Did you see the see the Rotolo tie? You ever watch him? Uh, you know what? I didn't watch him. I just turned in. So I went to my dad's house. My daughter wrestled in freestyle state, and we stayed at my dad's. And I how'd that go? I watched like it was. I mean, there's. Still not very good at that age, um, you know. So she pinned her first goal in 15 seconds, and then she got pinned in like I don't know a minute. So she took second place. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> she, likes it. Be pinned. she likes it. Yeah. She likes it. Yeah, she loves. Yeah, she she really likes it a lot. So yeah, that's fun. good. That mm-hmm. is good. Oh, well, you should watch it. It was a good. It was a good fight. It was the best. Uh probably the best fight on the card. Although that Lopes. Oh, that was, that was a crazy fight. fight. Um, Wait, both. you actually watched it, Christian? Because you don't oh, watch yeah. these type of things. I do. I watch most of them now. Wait, I go to the Bear Cave. Have you ever been there? Uh, no. What's that? It's very exclusive. I'm not surprised, but it's in uh, <laughs> what? It's in Austin. Yeah, yeah. It's a local. It's kind of an underground, more of a speakeasy type of situation. Oh, okay. It's at all. Okay. It's it's Oliver's house. <laughs> but he huh. calls it he calls it the Bear Cave, and he uh. Likes to pretend it's a legitimate establishment. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about the barricade. Yeah, well, maybe next time you're in town, if there's fights, you can come over. If Potentially. I don't want to speak out of potentially. turn here. Uh, no, I was, I was bummed that, that Henry lost, but... You could argue he won. You could argue it, but... Even, I wouldn't, but I was some people are. adamantly cheering for, for Henry, and even I like had a hard time like finding three rounds. Um. But it was a really good fight. But Ben didn't watch it, so what's the point of even bringing it up? Three rounds. Yeah, he wants to go up to one forty-five now. <laughs> I'm glad. I want him to keep. He's clearly. Did he say that? Yes. Yeah, he hates cutting oh, wow. weight. But he's fought as well. I mean, he obviously fought one twenty-five for a while, so that's pretty wild that he would um, want to go up that much. I think he he's kind of just now chasing like the the biggest names. Not necessarily yeah. like he's already, you know, two division champ, two division champs. And now it's like, all right, where do I get the most money and the most fun fight? And it's like, it's not at 135 anymore, even. Yeah. It's fighting like Sugar Sean or something. Yeah. Who is going to be fighting uh, Aljamain next? Aljamain. Yeah. I, I don't like this new gimmick they're doing where the, these guys, mean? okay. It was especially bad in the Pereira um, Adesanya thing. So they're like, they're throwing daggers at each other the whole lead up. It's very tense. It's very bad. Yeah. Then they have this fight, and Adesanya fires three freaking arrows into him and mocks his son. And then they have these staged little backstage like happenstance meetings where they like show all this respect and blah blah blah. blah. It's so it's so funny. And then they did that with Henry and Aljamain. It's like no, can't they just like fight each other and not be friends? Like 
I don't like I this agree. whole. I don't like this full circle staged. Oh, now we're boys and it's respect at the end of the day. It's like no, that's corny to me. It's like they don't really um, feel that. They more don't really mocking feel that sons way. Huh? in front of the crowd and behind the crowd. Yeah, yeah. you're mocked by <laughs> you're you're firing arrows and and taunting a ten year old, pretending I'm dead. So it's like all right. So it's like that. That's fine. Don't have the fake friendship. Or respect. I, I, I love that you have this take. This is a, this that's a Chael Sonnen take. Also, I I uh, literally texted this to Chael. He's like, I love it. He's like, you're right. I was like, yeah. I was like, I, I need you to intervene. I said, you need to stop this. Who's telling? Who's asking for this? He's like, you know, it'd be great if they showed a little respect. Like, is this is this some mom demographic they're trying to like fire up? I think it's so cheesy. Yeah, I agree. I think it's weird. I mean, if if you're going to if you're not going to say something about someone and you fight them just because that's what your job is to do is to fight people, um, then having that thing afterwards, I think is totally fine. But if, if yeah. you're going to have like this crazy hatred, talk all this crazy stuff about them, especially, you know, with the family, like, I thought Khabib was great when he beat up McGregor and he's like, no, I still hate him. I still don't yeah. like him. I'm going to try to fight his corner people because I don't like what he was saying. Maybe I was a little too far, but yeah, like keep, keep that up. Dylan like like Dan has had it coming, Ben. Let's be honest. He did, he actually did. He really did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did. This is a Chael take. I delivered it to him, so if he has a good video about it, I'm sure he'll do it better than me. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, if you're going to say that much things, like, you don't really need to be friends. I mean, yeah, it's, there it's is okay. something where if you're neutral, like, you fight someone and you realize how tough they are, you have a certain amount of respect for mm -hmm. them, but, like... There's and I, I've talked about this. But there's multiple ways to respect someone. You can respect someone's toughness and still think they have low integrity in their dirt bag. Like yeah, you can expect their work ethic, but still think they're scummy. Like I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. And then the the sugar Sean when they brought him out for Aljamain, I thought that was really corny too. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't disagree. I, 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 in that moment, I feel like, I mean, I know what they're doing. They're doing it to hype up the next fight. But at the same time, it's like let let the champ have their moment for mm -hmm. a second with just themselves and then maybe a day later or later even later that night if you want to let the challenger in then do that right it's real bad uh in the demetrius fight because he was like i literally might retire i need to decide and then they're like all right well here's your next opponent <laughs> <laughs> really oh, yeah they asked demetrius if he was going to retire afterwards and he's like oh, i gotta have a conversation with my wife and they're like all right well there's somebody here who wants to have a word with you <laughs> yes um, <laughs> so funny. all right let's get to some questions would wrestle this is from Carmosh. she has asked a few good questions as i recall um i'll start with this one actually defending shots looks very different than it looked 10 15 years ago who do we credit for the shift in parentheses taking angles while opponent shoots mantis first catching and holding from front headlocks um this is a good question for ben i would say i actually don't know the answer to this who, i don't know who that. told me that who told him I mean, that? The first person I can remember, the first person I can remember really doing it, and me saying, oh, that's interesting, is Jaden Cox. That's the first person I can remember watching him and saying, oh, wait, oh, wow, that's that's a little different. I kind of like that, you know? Um, so How I much was Jordan that. doing it with his reattack stuff? Well, I feel like Jordan would, uh, I feel like Jordan's early stuff was more like he would kind of like go back into that crouch and then reattack off of it. You, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, or drop and then reattack. I feel like he would do that, but like the down block go behind stuff. I don't feel like I remember seeing Jordan do that. No. The first time I remember seeing that was Jane Cox. Um, so yeah, I, I actually don't know who started it. I don't know if Jane made it up. I don't know if he learned it from someone. I don't know if they were practicing that technique at some point. But that was so. I would say that'd be like fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in there was the first time I actually like saw it. Um, and obviously now it's became commonplace. Do you think it was an international influence? Did Russia do it first? I have no. I honestly, I mean, like I said, Jane Cox was the first person that I can remember observing and thinking, like, "Oh shoot, like that's that he's got something there. Like that's mm -hmm. a that's a that's a really good tactic." Um, so I know I don't I don't know who told him. Maybe we could ask him, right? Because if, if I saw it from him, he either made it up himself or he saw someone doing it, right? Or sometimes it's like a collab where. You know, they're in the practice room and some guy says, well, I, I'm kind of doing this. And like I said, I'm kind of doing this. And they're like, oh, why don't we put those things together? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, and that was one thing we talked about with the three-point takedown is like, people are like, oh my God, it's going to incentivize way more attacks. And I'm like, well, no, attacks have been de-incentivized by the, the, the high level of defense, specifically down block go-behinds, meaning if you shoot and you miss, you're getting taken down, not just stopped. Yeah. Qu- another yeah, question. I don't know who made it up. Yeah. Who, who would... Or would wrestling benefit from a more martial arts mindset? Grapplers nerd out over technique, but wrestlers are so hard-nosed and results-oriented. Um, very different cultures and branding. I rage on my athletes about this all the time, and they all know. Like We think about the technique. That's it. Now, I've yeah. had this conversation once a month. Really? But we were doing one minute goes, and I couldn't kill Aiden. I'm like, well, yeah, it's one minute go, and he's really good. Like. But, like, why are we even worried about that? Let's just think about the technique. Why weren't you able to get your shots? How do you get your shots better? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's all, I mean, that's all you should be thinking about is because over the longer term, that's the thing that's going to make you more effective is how do you fix all the problems that you have? And if you're, if your only problem is how, why did I lose? Not, not sorry, why does, if your only problem is, damn it, I lost, then you're not solving anything, right? Because yeah. go harder is not going to fix that. It's like, why didn't you get to your leg attack or, why did they get to your legs? Or why could they finish once they got to your legs? And if you start like, dissecting those, that's where the real growth comes from. Do you ever hear kids, um, so, some of your guys after they lose, just talk about like, use the out of like, man, he was so strong. Do you hear that a lot? Oh, I can't stand it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's an annoying one. And now I was, I, I was actually impressed that Caleb never blamed that for why he lost it. I was like, any of those kids feel... Because then I was like curious because some of them were definitely way stronger than him. I was like, any of those kids feel really strong? He's like, no, none of them were stronger than me. I just wasn't as good. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the right mind. I'm actually listening to that new Goggins book and it's great. And he talks about like not making excuses and taking accountability for all the things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I mean, if they start to say something like that and the answer is like, okay, well, he might actually be stronger than you. But why can't you get stronger? Yeah. Right? Why can't you get stronger? Or why can't you use, I mean, really in wrestling, one of the big things is using their motion and momentum against them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, well, if they're strong, why can't you use that against them? You know, that type of thing. So it's like thinking about more and more ways to solve the problem. And I mean, I think that's a big one with the kids. Like when they make that acknowledgement that they're like, it's stronger, that's actually a good acknowledgement. So it's like, okay. Well, why don't you make that something you focus on? Especially with our middle school kids. Like I say, like I, when a kid brings it up to me, and it inevitably happens a lot. It's like, how about every day after practice, you do just one set of as many pulls as you can? Like that's a great start for you know a sixth grader, mm-hmm. something like that. And that takes what it takes thirty seconds to just crank out as many as you can every single day. Yeah. Right after practice, go grab the bar, pull as hard as you can as many times as you can, and then you know, obviously as you get older, you need to do more. But that that'd be a good start. Yes. Do your pull ups, kids. Seriously. Um, all right, some other questions. Uh, if Brooks and Hydley move up to 197, which I expect both to do, because I think I think Fishback's going to go 84 and Trent go 197 with Trumbull redshirting, Olympic redshirt. Who is the favorite 184 favorite next year between Truax and Parker? Parker, let's go, baby. It does seem like him. Um, yeah. What is their? I mean, Truax is competitive there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, what? When's the last time they wrestled? Last NCAAs? Well, they wrestled twice at the NCAAs, and and uh, the first time Parker beat him in the wrestleback. Yeah, so six five win for Bernie, and then a six four win for Parker. They did not wrestle yeah. last year. Yeah, that'll be. I think it's Parker until proven otherwise. I, I'm I'm all for. I understand the Penn State bump and and whatnot, and Truex is certainly an athlete that could win NCAAs, but. I still think you got to give Parker the benefit of the doubt just based on what he's done. But yeah. Bernie for sure right. can. Is there anyone else in the mix at 84? If Hadley and Brooks go up, I somewhat, I mean, like a Trey Munoz is really good. But, yeah. You know, he's going to take another, he's going to take another step up to be in that echelon. And maybe he does, right? But at this mm-hmm. point, I don't think it's warranted. Yeah. He lost 5 1 to Parker. Now he got mm-hmm. injured that match. Uh, yeah, I recall, but still, Parker. Yeah. Um, okay, you were going to ask something right. or say something. I got a great question for you. Oh no, no, it's it's awesome. It's in the dock. Uh, oh man, what my I lost my place in the dock. I clicked over to see. I was trying to see who the rankings were. Um, okay, from Elvis. 
What is the highest level of wrestling a person can reach and still be considered a roofer? Because hmm. I, I brought this up. There was a lot of roofers at uh, uh, the U.S. Open. We had one guy who was, uh, he was a college graduate, an AWA kid. He had a younger brother wrestling. He wanted to go compete, and he won – he wanted their two or three matches, and I, you know, I noted a few of the guys he wrestled were total roofers because he he whooped them no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what level. I think, I think state. I think you can be a state champion in a roofer. Okay, just like listen, well, roofer is uh, it's we're talking roofers only in the U.S. Open. There's no roofers in the high school division. Mm-mm. No, no, this no, is a man thing. But it's just like that's your that's like the best accolade you'll probably find. But it's really it's just you know you're, I you're, disagree, Christian. There could be no, I disagree. There could be a lot of state champions that you know you get to be twenty seven, you wrestle in the U.S. Open, you're going to look like a roofer. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I I saw them all in yeah. Virginia for years. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's why I'm saying you could be a state champion and and still be a roofer. I think we're agreeing okay. actually. Oh, yes. okay. I, I was thinking you were okay. I got what you're saying now because it's and still be considered a roofer, but you start placing I, nationally. Oh, it gets a little yeah, placing. But I think you could be like a guy who wrestles and is relatively successful at the college level, and then you just kind of uh, don't train for a few years, but you want to show up and compete. You're uh, not a roofer. Uh, there, no. there was one guy I Mm-mm. saw a video of in the veterans division. If you're wrestling veterans, you're not a roofer. Yeah, veterans. That's where that's where the roofers they're in denial. That's where the roofers are supposed to go, but they still they're in denial. They they still think for some reason. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. You're allowed to enter, so enter. It's a weird thing, though. It's a weird. It's weird behavior. If you're in the veterans division, and I'm cool with it, because like I told you, I still want to wrestle. I and like I enjoy wrestling. I enjoy the the veterans is for. What? Well, that's not not for Ben. The veterans are not for Ben Askren. (laughs) Okay, but if you wrestle in the veterans and you just look like a bum, like you look like you you stand some motion, you can't move around, to me that's a roofer thing. So it's like, well, if you're going to show up for veterans, I don't know, at least do like two days a week of practice. Yeah. You know, like what do they got, four-minute matches? You should be able to wrestle like maybe not a really hard younger guy pace for four minutes, but you should be able to kind of wrestle veterans pace for four minutes. You shouldn't be falling over. And so if you have high-level accolades – and then you go to the veterans division and you kind of embarrass yourself. It's like, I know you just want to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But like, you know, like at least train maybe two days a week. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of training and then okay. entering tournaments. All um, right. So otherwise you look like a roofer. Yes. Yes, you do. I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird phenomenon in the sport. Like um, you can't just roll up and enter something and then fight Francis Ngannou. Right, that's not really a thing in other sports. You can't just like enter a thing and play LeBron James in basketball. But in wrestling, you could literally enter a tournament and face, you know, Jordan Burroughs or Aaron Brooks. It's literally happened. It's a weird thing. And maybe that's why they yeah. do it, just to say, hey, I wrestled. Oh, they definitely know. do that. I've heard that oh, before for sure. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah. I find that to be strange behavior. I think it's weird. Can you enter the Tennis US Open if you're anybody? Probably not. I, I just beat so. thousands, no, I mean, thousands of entries. The U.S. Open in golf, you can't just do it. I know in golf you can't. Yeah, but I didn't know about. But why tennis. is it called the Open? It should be called the U.S. Invitational then. Yeah, we're at least we're true to our words. When we say U.S. Open, it's open. I guess maybe they could have. I mean, I guess it could technically be an open with like a regional qualifying format yeah. where like you can, anyone can try to make this. They would still be an open then, right? Yeah. So maybe some there is that that would make sense, but other than that, I don't know. Yes, producer Tyler says you can qualify <laughs> for the U.S. Open, but you have to qualify. So you can't just enter, you, or else we'll think about it. You would get thousands and thousands of entries for these like yeah. big tournaments. It's a little bit different with wrestling when it's broken up into weight classes. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, it's weird. There's something else going on, but yeah, more more. Uh, they have the Masters. It's perfect if you really want to wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. Because that All starts right. at age, what, 30 or 35? 30, I think. Dude, I don't know. I Did someone say there's 25? You can do Didn't some level that, that would be young. But they might have dropped it down. That would be young. But, yeah, I think 30. 
Our yeah, guy I mean, Justin. honestly, I won't. I'm not gonna say any names here, but there was someone who I knew who wrestled in the US Open a few years back, and I said, I don't know if that's a good idea. You know, these guys are like really good and aggressive, and sure enough, he tore his shoulder. Yeah, man, pretty- it's not that. It's not. This is not like we're going to a disc golf tournament. These are high level combat athletes, and you can get hurt. Like you it's can- not a good idea. I don't know why they do it. You can get very injured. Yes, it's not It's not safe. For the Golf U.S. Open, you need to get your handicap down to 1.4 or lower. Then they're, they're eligible for an 18-hole local qualifier. Then a 36-hole oh. qualifier. So you really got Then you have to advance to another field. Then you can maybe advance <laughs> to the 156. There's a lot of levels of this. Extremely competitive. Field. So you're an absolute savage if you make it to the U.S. Open in golf. You're very, very Should good. we have a qualifying process for the U.S. Open? I would be fine. And then I would be, you know what? Fine. If you can make it. Then all right, but what do you think about uh what would you think about a qualifying process? I was actually thinking about this for the um like Super Thirty Thirty Two used to have one and now they kinda like let a lot of people in because of the brackets, but also with the um with the UWW cadets and juniors, I feel like there were some that were that were like full one twenty eights. And then the way I feel about that is like they got down to the round of twelve on day one. Do you know how many rounds that is on the backside? Absurd. It is an insane amount of rounds. So to have brackets that are that large is like, I don't want to say it's um, counterproductive to finding the best guy, but it's a little bit survival of the fittest. Uh-huh. Like you got to wrestle like seven, six, seven, eight matches on the backside. Like to have something where a qualification process where it's like, okay, here's the best 32. Or here's the 32 that qualified. Something to that effect. Have a, have a regional tournament. Before. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. At least they're four minute matches. Yeah, well, juniors isn't. Juniors is six. No, yeah, I know. There were some of those brackets. I mean, like Cole Connor Mirasola, I didn't look at his first round draw, but it was it was I think it was round of one twenty eight, and it was like, damn, it was four four after a period. I'm like, oh, this guy's like this guy's like kind of good, you know, like he's not bad. And then Cole he kind of opened it up in the second period, one fifteen four. But I'm like, that kid was kind of good. And then I looked him up, and he had the damn like fifth ranked guy in the country. Whoa! It was a yeah. uh, it was a kid from Oklahoma. What's his name? Let me look. I'll find it. Hold on. It's okay. I'll it was uh, Peyton Thomas. He's number five now. Hey. You know, so it's like in the round of one twenty eight, you're getting a guy who's ranked number five in the country. Yeah, it's crazy. A yeah. qualifying uh, process would not keep roofers out of the U.S. Open though, because like, look at ninety two was like a ten man bracket <laughs> at the U.S. Open. Yeah, 97, so like it, 97 um, right? Yeah, All 97. the roofers would have to go a certain weight class. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, the qualification process would be like top four at a regional, probably, because some of us open brackets were 32-man or something like that. That's so it's just like you would automatically that. qualify. Maybe. We'll see. Depends what you'd have to do. It's a totally fake hypothetical, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe one sneaks in. You know, that every Not now and one, again... Every I now, like, I like on, the roofers. On. Every now and again, the... Like at the Olympics, you can like do this gimmick where you just enter a bunch of stuff and then you're an Olympian. That ski person did. That ski person <laughs> Wait, did. Wait, what? It. Yeah, this ski. What are you talking about this lady, not in the not in wrestling, but in like she did like skiing down like the half pipe skiing. She just like entered every single thing or something, and then she was by default had qualified for the Olympic process, and it was for a nation that didn't like have it and then she got to do it and she does these little she was clearly a pedestrian yeah literally oh, like straight up like pizza french fries i actually have a plan around this you guys want to hear my plan yes and then we have to go okay at some point in the future uh, so my buddy paul mcbeth disc golfer he started a 501c3 where he goes and builds these disc golf courses in impoverished countries right for the kids that have something to do great idea i think so mm-hmm. here's what i want to do i want to start aw 501c3 awa's southeast asia like one per country Okay, and guess what? They get to wrestle in the like oh Southeast Asian Oceania Games. Mm-hmm. Two, there's two qualifiers for the Olympics for that. Surely yeah. they're going to be our guys because all those guys are bums. There's a chance. What do you think? Yeah, this is they're this all is bad. A W A Malaysia. <laughs> Malaysia. You just have to fly Malaysian Airlines every time and risk your life. No, it's fine. <laughs> they're no, fine. No, you guys, you they're guys got to go to Asia one time. You go to Asia one time and you're like, oh my God, these airports in America are so dumpy. I mean, like you go to Malaysia's got a beautiful airport, Singapore, Indo, Hong Kong. They're all these wonderful, beautiful airports. You come back to America and you're like, oh, these are dumps. Go to Chicago here, dump. Oh, terrible. Everyone hates that place. 
No, I well, the Tokyo airport was a bizarre experience because that's kind of dumpy. That's the worst one, I think. It, and like, well, it's weird when you get off the plane and at the end of the the, the jet bridge, there's like everyone's in these like outbreak suits just waiting to take you away to these special. Mm. And there's no one in this giant, giant airport. Um, yeah. That was strange. So, but yeah, the Amsterdam airport, very, very nice. Also in Asia, yeah, yes. It isn't. Well, it's, it's nicer <laughs> than any of the Asian airports. I didn't say it was in Asia. It's just a nicer international uh, airport. Vin's broader point. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you guys so we much for it. listening. We we're we're hey, out of here. Hey. I'll misconfirm this so I don't waste my time. We're going to talk about Vision Quest on Thursday. Is this correct? Yes. We got to watch it. Okay, so I'm watching it. Keith Gothard did his homework. He gets an A. Maybe the first of his life. <laughs> Maybe in gym. Maybe in deadlifting class. Just kidding, Keith. I'm sure you're a fine scholar. But all of you, and including myself, you got to rewatch it. Rewatch the VQ. Otherwise, Thursday's show won't be as fun. And that's what we're about. We're about having fun here at Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back Thursday. Shane will be here. VQing it up. See you then, guys. Thank you. See you Thursday. <laughs>